The autumn wind is a pirate. Welcome, Raider Nation, to the Raider Nation podcast. I am your host, Raider Greg, and we lost to the Blue Kitties, and more than that, we lost our quarterback. There's changes coming, folks. We're going to talk about that and more here on show 365. On today's show, we will have the post game for the Carolina Panthers. What happened, what should have happened, and what <laughs> what's happening with his team for crying out freaking loud. And then, of course, we have to do a pregame for the nutless, boltless, chargeless chargers. We're going to San Diego, last game of the season, and you know it'll be blacked out just as always. We got a show, uh, cry me a river. The last game, it means something to us. You know, all that and the bone line should wrap it up. That's it for the season, too. You know, but we keep rolling here on Red Nation Podcast, so stay tuned. Let's get to that first story, shall we? Here we go. The post game for... The Blue Kitties, or better known as the Carolina Panthers. (laughs) I hate that guy. That guy? Cam Newton's the guy. The Carolina Panthers bringing the pain. The Carolina fans got them going insane. I'm going for the D, cannot be tamed. And when it's all said and done, you're going to respect that name. The Carolina Panthers bringing the pain. The Carolina fans got them going insane. 17 to 6. 17 to 6. How does that sound? Well, it sounds like some bullshit to me. We haven't scored a touchdown in two games for eight quarters of football. And we haven't scored a single touchdown. Thank you. That's the Greg, let's all take a nap on offense, offense. Well, let's hope that he's out of this team in three weeks. I wish they'd fire this asshole now because I can't stand watching him call another game. Cam Newton did what he was supposed to do, ran all over the field, Embarrassed the defense somewhat. Miles Burris, hero of the day, intercepted Cam Newton for the first time. Great job for him. He also sacked this punk, which was good. I think we have a great rising star in Burris, something we finally got as far as the linebacker is concerned. It's good. The secondary did pretty good, too. Hey, the defense on this game was pretty solid. I was surprised. I think Tarver's starting to get his mix. I think the team's buying into the defense. It's looking much better than it has been the rest of the season. Now, I know it's just the Panthers, but if you if you looked at the defense, if you watched the game, they played a much stronger game, and there was some hatred on this field, man. There was some definite pushing, shoving, and cussing going on down there on the line. You could see it. 
course, Cam Newton, that little biatch. I thought he was a man, but now I found out he's just a little boy. He has to kick his way off the field. Give me a break. Kelly got called for a penalty that was horse shit. And, well, you know the Raiders are going to get the flag every time anything happens. Faux show. Now, on my last show, I did say, why play Carson Palmer for these scrub games at the end of the season that don't mean shit? This was a meaningless game that meant nothing to anyone, including us and them. There was nowhere to go. Why not start Pryor? Why not start Leinart? Why not keep Carson Palmer, at least save him for next season? No. We got to throw him out there for the possibility of a win. Listen, man, it wasn't going to happen. And what happened is exactly what I said last show, is he's going to get hurt. And yes, he did. He got pummeled. Pummeled. Big deal. 15-yard penalty. This was a wild, aggressive game. I don't know why, but I'm starting to hate these blue kitties. I hope we kick their ass every time we play them. There was a lot of problems with the officiating, probably the worst officiating crew. This head referee is an idiot. I couldn't watch it much, but let me tell you, man, because this guy didn't know what the hell he was doing. I don't know how many flags, but too many damn flags were flown on all kinds of plays that were just football, man. What are we going to start playing flag football? Lomay got a rant here, but for crying out loud, let the men play ball. Flags were flying everywhere, and it was horseshit. The game was slow because of it, and, well, I'm just fucking sick of it. Now, of course, Cam Newton did what Cam Newton does, ran all around the place, embarrassing everybody, uh, but it wasn't that easy for the Panthers. However... Uh, our offense is anemic, and it's not the players. Like I said, Greg Knapp has to go. You could tell by the play calling and literally what was happening on the field why we weren't getting anywhere because we don't have an offensive game plan worth a shit. So we did see Terrell Pryor, of course, a flash in the pan, some kindergarten play. You know, the pass to the quarterback, the pass back. What kind of shit is that? That's juvenile, it's old, and it's unimaginative for a guy that can run the ball. NFL analyst Bill Romanowski. How you doing today, Romo? Fantastic. Good morning, guys. We got Rod Woodson in here, you know. Rodney, how are you doing? What's up, Bill? <laughs> yeah. Romo, what do you make of nine 49ers in the Pro Bowl team? No Raiders selected for the Pro Bowl. Uh, well, you know what? It's funny. On our radio show, I said it multiple times. I said, there isn't one Oak- Oakland Raider on offense and defense that could start for the 49ers. So right there, that tells you, you know, really what happened. The fans see it. The players see it. There's just not any really good football players you know, that are playing right now for the Oakland Raiders. What about Seabass? Well, the kickers are a different story. They're not football players. They're not players. football players. <laughs> yeah, they're kickers. <laughs> uh, how about, is it Terrell Pryor time, time for the Raiders to make a prior commitment this week, Romo? You know what? It's like, we we know what you ha- have in Matt Leinart. Okay? We know he's going to be a backup for the rest of his life. He is what he is. 
and he's just a guy. He has proven when he got out of college that he couldn't take that next leap into being a great NFL quarterback. He was a great college quarterback. He proved that he couldn't be great in the NFL. We don't know what we have in prior. To me, I'm like, why don't you implement some boots? You know, if you're going to run that stretch play, what's what do you run off of that? You run bootleg off of that. There, a guy like Pryor can do that. He, he give him two reads and a run. Okay, if his two reads aren't open, hey, take off running the football, and maybe we can open something up. Why not put Pryor in the pistol offense that everybody else is using with a mobile quarterback? Why not? Because Greg Knapp doesn't know what the hell he's doing. That's why. This quarterback needs a different kind of playbook. And Greg Knapp is not prepared to do it. He couldn't do it. Well, he had Michael Vick. So, you know, he couldn't do it at all. He's not going to do it here either. So that was that. Liner did what Liner does. Threw an interception. He was very anemic pass thrower. Checked down to the, the, the closest man. I mean, Liner sucks. He knows he sucks. And he's clamoring to be number one. Give me a break, Leinart. You got to retire, man. It's time to go. You're not even a good number two. He couldn't keep the ball rolling for anything. Now, once again, it might not be his fault. It might be the <sighs> take a nap offense, which I think. So this game showed me one thing. It confirmed the fact that Nap doesn't know how to call a play. It confirmed something else, too, to me. Confirmed that Tarver is starting to get it. The defense is starting to get it. The players are buying in. They're getting off blocks. They're starting to roll. It's starting to look pretty good on the D. I'm pretty happy with how the defense went. I mean, they can't do much when they're on the field all damn day, but they did a good job. Uh, uh, kudos to the defensive coaching staff. They did a good job preparing this team, and I got to give it to them. Other than that, this game was bullshit. And uh, no reason for, for Palmer to get hurt. I just don't get it. But, uh, well, that's why I'm doing a podcast and not coaching. <laughs> There's not much more I can say about this game, except that we lost again. And, uh, well, our draft picks are solid so far. We're looking at number three. And, uh, well, that's all I got to say about that. All right, it's time for the pregame. For the nutless, boltless, chargeless Chargers, you know we're going to their house, but it will be full of Raider Nation. As always, the Charger fan doesn't show, they just blow. There are two teams in the AFC West, right here in California. But there's only one that's considered the best. That's why this here is our home. about this contest. It is so nice to be in San Diego to see the Chargers play the Raiders. I don't care where you come from. 
The Raider Nation shows up huge, and the Charger fan is lost in the crowd of silver and black. It's crazy. It's crazy action. Let me tell you, too, that the Charger fan, to a person, wishes they beg and plead for their teammates, their fan base, to show up at the stadium. And they don't. (laughs) It's so funny. It's the funniest thing you've ever seen. But when you watch it on TV, you will see a sea of silver and black. I do love that. And believe it or not, for all the Terrell Pryor fans out there, he has been called the first-string quarterback for this game. I'll just start off. I know you guys are, you know, everybody's probably wondering or whatever, but uh, uh, it's my decision, uh, and I've decided to go with Terrell Pryor as our quarterback. Uh, He'll start the game. Um, He'll play in the game, and we'll see how the game goes. So if if he plays well, the plan would be for him to... Yeah, if he if he's playing well, he I mean he's the starter, and we're going to go into it with him the starter just like we would any other game. And the plan is for him to be the starter, and then we'll see how the game what the game dictates after that. I feel that I'm, I'm ready. Um, had a good decent week of reps, and uh, I believe you know I think I showcased in during practice from a good help from the coaching staff and especially uh, Carson and Matt um, when I was in there. And even the receivers, you know, I, I felt comfortable, and um, you know, I felt like felt like a leader, you know, in the huddle when I was in there. So I feel good about it, and I look forward to the opportunity. You've played for hundreds of thousands of fans before, and and so you, you should go in there with some Am element of confidence. And mm-hmm. Am know, I nervous? Yeah, I'm nervous. You, yeah, you're gonna still be nervous. <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, for till the first play. I'm yeah. gonna be nervous. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, like I said yesterday, two days ago, I'm you know I'm human like. You guys, I'm human like everybody. I just happen to play one of the best sports in the world. And, uh, um, uh, yeah, I'll be nervous to the first snap. And, uh, you know, I even talked to Carson a little bit. I was like, uh, I'm, I'm a little nervous. You know, I said, <laughs> it, said it the first practice uh, on Mon- on Tuesday, um, Wednesday, I'm sorry. And uh, he said, you know what, I'm, I'm nervous every game until the first play is over. And that's, it's, you know, you're human. You're supposed to be. And, you know, when I heard that, it was like, you know, kind of remind me, you know, back in the college days, I was nervous every game before yeah. the first play, too. So, uh, uh, like I said, I'm nervous, but I'm also I'm ready. So, uh, definitely look forward to it. As far as the getting the plays in the huddle, mm-hmm. getting guys in and out of the and out of the huddle, getting Fast. the line of scrimmage on time, is that the stuff oh, I could, you really I could guarantee you this, I won't have a problem with that. Mm-hmm. I'll be in and out fast, so I won't have a problem with that at all. I'm very confident in that. I study awful lot. Um, mm-hmm. You know, that's that's my job. Yes, he is the man taking control of this team in this game. All of us who've wanted to see what he can do will see what he can do on Sunday against the San Diego Chargers. The problem is with Terrell, he's got an offensive coordinator that is a complete loser, 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 loser. He's a loser, man. So I feel bad for the kid that he's stuck in this position with this terrible offensive coordinator. You know, I would venture to say that they are going to treat him like a baby and not let him open it up and play the game his way. Raider insider from the Chronicle, one and only Vic Tafer. How you doing today, Vic? So good, guys. How you doing? Good. We got Rod Woodson in with us today, Vic. Sweet. Yeah. Who's going to play? Who's going to be in at quarterback this week? What's What's your gut tell you? I think they're both going to play. I think uh, Lyon will start, but I think Pryor will definitely play more than uh, the three plays he's played the last two weeks. 
So is it true, Vic? I saw you know follow you on Twitter. Great follow. So Liner yesterday was saying, "Hey, I think I deserve to start, but I understand they want to see uh, Terrell Pryor." Is that basically his attitude? Yeah, I mean he has a point. If you're the number two quarterback and you go through camp all year and you back up the starter, when the starter gets hurt, you're supposed to get all the snaps and practice and get a chance to play. And that has not been the case. Obviously, they're splitting snaps this week, so he's a little frustrated. But at the same time, he understands what what's involved with Terrell Pryor and what they have to see with, with him this week. Do you think they're going to use Terrell Pryor in the role that I think Terrell Pryor should be used in in more of a shotgun quarterback where he can hopefully they can implement the read option with the running backs they do have and let him maybe get on the edge a couple plays here and there and make some plays with his feet? Yeah, they should. I mean, I think they've been uh, they should have done that a while back. I think yeah, the last couple weeks, especially, they should have used them in the red zone and and get them on the outside on the on the edge. I think yesterday I asked Greg Knapp about that why they haven't used them in the red zone when they're having so much trouble scoring. He said a kind of a strange answer that they spend so much time working on third downs that their red zone package is not as big as as it should be, which is kind of a say what? Yeah, so. Wait, say that again. <laughs> they spent so much time working on third downs that their red zone package is not as big as you would like it to be. <laughs> Given the trouble you guys have had in the red zone this year, why not use Terrell more in the red zone last week and in previous weeks? Um, there, there's a fine line of how many reps you want to get. Our biggest issue, I don't think we've been down there enough. That's been our biggest issue. Uh, we had actually made some progress up to over two last week in the red zone. But uh, the fact that we haven't been down there as much, then I, I need to devote more time to get us down there. So third downs have been more of an emphasis for us to try to work on. So we haven't developed maybe as big a red zone package because of that issue. Wait a minute. How long has Greg Knapp been coaching? A long time. No, I'm dumbfounded. Yeah, it was, he had some, some doozies yesterday. And, that's his, um, and he's the offense coordinator for the Oakland Raiders in the National Football League. There we go. Yeah. So let's just see. I hope they just let this kid roll and see what he can do, because that's what he needs. He needs to have the freedom to decide what he wants to do, when he wants to do it, and they got to let him either fail or succeed on his own merit. Don't hamstring the kid into stupid-ass plays that never do any good. Darren McFadden is playing. we got a lot of people that they're putting out there as far as the rookies. Bertson playing. We got a lot of rookies on the field because I think now this game is going to be kind of an indication of where we're going to go next year. I think Allen has finally figured out that this is the game we're going to test some players. Let's get to Allen for just a second on a rant. Dennis Allen has waited this long to start this kid. He's waited this long to develop this kid. He's waited this long to call him the starter in a situation where he knows what he has in Matt Leinart. He knew it last game, and Greg Knapp evidently convinced him that that was the best way to go. I say nay-tay. I say if we're going to lose these next two games, you should have put this kid in last game. Carson would have been fine, sitting on the bench, waiting for next year while we see what he has. The kid's only taken, what, six snaps? And now he is a hold of the ball, Captain of the ship, leader of the team for the San Diego experience. Now, the San Diego's defense has just gotten better every single game. Their offense has sputtered. Their offense hasn't been able to do very well. And Rivers has been having trouble because his offensive line is weak at best. But their defense is stout against the Jets last week. 
They just blitzed the living crap out of their rookie quarterback, and, well, the Jets lost. So I would hope that in this game that the coach calls a pistol-type offense. The only way you can keep the blitz from happening, man, is by running the ball on the inside. That's the way you do it. You make them respect the run so they don't blitz you every down. you got to be able to pass the ball. Even if it's short pass, screen passes, man, they got to give this kid an opportunity to succeed. Now, I don't think he's the best quarterback. You guys know how I feel about Pryor. But, hey, man, I'm not against the kid. I just don't think he's had the coaching or the time in the pocket that he really deserves. So we'll see what happens now. Special teams, it's about even. And I think this game will come down to whose defense is stouter. We have to get to Rivers. We have to make Rivers have one of those pouty faces that he has when he's getting pressured and thumped. The defense is ready. I think they're pissed. I think the defense wants to show what they got, and I think they will in this game. I do not think Rivers will have a field day. I think it'll be a close game. As far as yardage is concerned, I believe the Chargers, you know, they have the tools to win the game. We on the offensive side of the ball are handicapped huge because we don't have any brains in the offensive coordinator position. This has been our Achilles heel the entire season. So let's see how take a dirt nap calls this game. I can only hope that he calls it differently. I can only hope they use some imagination with this young quarterback that has great legs. But I will tell you, my hope is very small. I have no confidence in this coach. He's a buffoon, and he's buffooned his way through this whole season, and he needs to go. Well, that's about all I have to say about this game. I hope we win for the fans in the house because it will be South Oakland right there at Qualcomm. Go Raiders. Last game of the season. I'd love to see a victory, and I'd love to see us beat these chumps, but I just have no confidence in our offense, and that's not the guys. That's the guy behind the guys, and that is all I have to say about that. All right, Raiden Nation's time for the bone line. I know it's been brutal. I know it's been hard. I know a lot of callers are sick and tired of this team and what they've done this season. A lot of people are frustrated. They don't even want to call in. They're beyond angry. The five steps <laughs> have already been done. Acceptance has been the way it goes for the Raiders. Raiden Nation as well. And so we have accepted the fact that we suck this year, and I understand that. But you got to keep calling, man. There's change in the wind. Things are going to happen. And, uh, well, all i got to say is 1-800-620-7181. 1-800-620-7181. Get on the bone line, man. Shout it out. Get it out. Lots of changes coming down the pipe. So keep that phone number close because I'm going to get some calls because things will be changing. All right. Who's the first caller of the show? I love this guy. Trust me. We got Raider Steve in Vegas, a passionate Raider fan. Him and his dad, 
And listen to him, man. He's got it figured out. What's up, Steve? Hey, Raider Greg. It's Raider Steve in Vegas. I'm watching this fucking Panthers game. Pardon my French, but this is horse shit. This is awful. Greg Knapp is so bad, man. Like, this is unacceptable. It, they get like one or two yards on these big plays, you know, and that's why Carson got creamed right there. He, this is a bunch of crap, man. This sucks. Carson's out there balling, and he's getting killed, and people want to blame him. He's the only one trying to do anything. You know what? At least this team's playing hard, but these play calls are terrible. These are awful. They're gaining like, they're, you know, they're, they're fighting for their lives, and they're gaining like two yards each play. On the Panthers, who suck. I mean, they're a good team, but they suck. And you know what? I, you're right. I don't even want to win this game, but just it makes me sick. Greg Knapp needs to go. This is awful. You can blame the quarterback. You can blame anybody you want on this team, but at the end of the day, the defense is playing hard. Uh, the offense sucks, and the offense sucks because the play calls are awful. I can tell you right now when the Raiders are running left or right, and the defense knows it. There's no trick plays. There's nothing, man, and it's not working. It's awful. And the only reason the defense, I mean, the defense is going to be gassed by the end of the game because they've been on the field all game because the offense came and picked up a first down. It's fucking unacceptable. I feel bad for Carson Palmer. I respect him for being a warrior. Uh, but Greg Knapp is putting all these guys in a bad position. They can't make plays, and they're going to get hurt. And it makes me sick. Uh, why the hell is Pryor not in this game? What a joke, man. We got nothing to play for. Put the damn, put Terrell Pryor in. Palmer's hurt. Put his ass in. Let's see what he can do, man. I don't want. I know what Matt Liner can do. He's mediocre. Put fucking Pryor in. If we're going to lose, I want to see Pryor. The problem is, man, doesn't matter who you put back there. The plays blow. So whoever gets back there has no chance to succeed because of the take a dirt nap offense. It's almost over, brother. Next year we have to look forward to and hopefully the firing of Greg Take a dirt nap. And next we have Raider Todd from Fresno, a passionate Raider fan who's got a plan. What's up, man? Raider Greg, Raider Randy, Raider Nation, this is Raider Todd from Fresno. That was garbage. Palmer got himself hurt. That wasn't no rough in the past, so that was dumb. Terrell Pryor, if you're listening, man, you are in both of them. I don't care what those coaches say. The way they doing you, I'm sure they're going to get fired. Karma going to come back to get every one of those coaches that have something to do with that offense. You are Terrell Pryor. You are future. Neither one of them quarterbacks is tighter than you. So know that. I'm out. We'll have a better season next year. And Mr. Mark Davis, if you're listening, this is Raider Todd. Answer and return my message. I have a plan that'll work better and to get us to where we need to be and to accomplish things just like your dad did. I'm out. Palmer and Liner are garbage. I don't know if Palmer's garbage, but I know Leonard's garbage, and I know this offense is garbage. They better make some changes. And I hope Mark Davis does hear you. Thanks for the call, brother. And next we have Raider PJ. <laughs> I love this call, man. This is a great call. Listen to what PJ has got to say. 
Raider Greg. This is Raider PJ. After another offensive dismal performance by our Raiders, I basically just want to punch Greg Knapp right in his fucking face. I'm sick of this shit. His play calling sucks. He could have even had a better game plan from Matt Liner. Anyway, I'm out. Follow me on Twitter at Raider PJ. I am sure you're not the only Raider fan that wants to punch Greg Knapp right in his melon. A good take, man. I love it. Hopefully, he will be toast at the end of this year. How important is this game for the coordinators, Vic? I think it's more important for Greg. I think Jason Tarver's uh, shown enough improvement the last couple of weeks where I think as long as there's not a, you know, a catastrophe on Sunday, I think he's okay. But Greg Mapp was in the hot seat. I know Mark Davis is not happy with the offense and same with Reggie McKenzie. So I think, um, I think Greg may be in some trouble. Why has the defense looked better last couple of weeks? A shutout, and then uh, they did a decent job against Cam Newton and the Panthers. What are some reasons why the defense appears to be playing better? Well, Tarver says it's as simple as just shedding blocks and using your hands. I guess uh, all season long, that's been something he's been preaching, and the players have not done a good job at as far as getting off blocks and finishing the play off of blocks. And just uh, So I think he feels like his message is finally getting through, and the guys are responding to him. And next is my good brother. Houston Raiders, Steve, he's a plethora of knowledge on the Raiders. Check it out. Hey, Raider Nation, this is Houston Raiders, Steve. Yeah, we all watched that pathetic performance, didn't we? What a great Christmas present Greg Knapp gave us. I tell you what, I was, uh, Randy and I were uh, talking about it and everything, and he and I both agreed like we all saw on TV. We were in that game until the fourth quarter. I mean, what the hell was Greg Knapp thinking? Run up the middle all the time with McFadden? Have no offensive imagination. That looked like a high school offense that he was running. I didn't. I wasn't able to hear what how bad the injury was to Carson Palmer because here in Houston, because the Texans uh, were playing the Vikings, it was on Fox, so they had the Cowboys game on at the sports bar. It was jammed with all these front-running Cowboy fans that you never saw and everything until today, wearing all their Cowboy stuff that they've had packed away for whoever knows how long. Yeah, that game sucked. You, you know, at the end, it was, you thought, man, we kind of like uh, Charlie Brown. He's getting ready to take the football, and Lucy pulls the ball away at the last second. We're screwed again. Man, I tell you what, that's the first thing we ought to do is get, like, uh, Randy and everybody were saying, and uh, Greg, of course, and Keith Smith, we need to get rid of that knucklehead that we have, uh, Knapp, offensive coordinator. My little brother could, or my little nephew could uh, drop plays better than that guy. He's only 10 years old. The only saving grace and everything for the day for me, being a Raider fan, today was exactly the 40th anniversary yet. today of the 23rd, back in 1972, when they had the Immaculate Deception game. you got to watch that. Uh, it's on YouTube, of course. Franco Harris, the, uh, Tatum pushed pushed the uh, Frenchy Fuqua back. The ball hit Frenchy in the back of the head. Of course, Frenchy to this day will not deny or confirm that he ever touched the ball. And, of course, uh, Villatiano was clipped on the play. Or he would have had an angle. At least he had the opportunity to tackle him. And of course, Franco scooped the ball off the ground. So that's three, at least three different times we got hosed on that play. You hear from all these effing Steeler fans, you know, all about how shitty the Raiders are. Yeah, we know we're crappy, but we don't need to have a Steeler fan telling us what we see the obvious. Telling us all this crap about our team and our owner and, and everything about us. They sit there and just trash our team all the time, hear all that crap from them. When I was up there, they had the Steelers-Bengals uh, game on at Molly's today when I was getting ready to watch the uh, 
Panthers and the Raiders game. I walked up to a friend of mine, good friend of mine, huge Steeler fan. We always debate about the Jack Tatum and Atkinson. He's always saying the criminal element. And I said, yeah, you know, today is the 40th anniversary of the uh, Immaculate Deception. And they're all saying, yeah, and they're all laughing and all this stuff. And I said, you know what, I thought that whole thing was a crock of shit. And I sit there and point by point told them about that uh, Fuqua touched the ball and the ball hit the ground. And and uh, our friend Vil, Phil Villapiano was clipped on the play. Everybody saw it and, and went into it a little bit more, elaborated a little bit. And all these Steelers fans were looking at me like I'm freaking nuts. And I thought to myself, hey, man, there's about 20 to 25 people here. And I'm sitting here not ranting, but, you know, making my point, you know, and letting them know. And I said, oh, by the way, I'm a Raider fan. They all looked at me like, who came over here and pissed in our cereal? <laughs> shit. Anyway, 40 years of putting up with their shit, so I just was nice to, sometimes you, I was fearless. I'm lucky I didn't get my ass kicked. Anyway, I just thought you might find that kind of funny and amusing. Go Raiders! Hope you all have a Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays and Happy and prosperous New Year. Our team sucks, we know it, but we win every tailgate. We'll be back someday, baby! I am sure the Raider Nation remembers the immaculate deception and all that is that. But the recent wound that is not healing anytime soon was the snow job and Tom Brady and the Patriot Rats. That is still a sore subject to this Raider fan. And, well, we'll be talking about that one for a long time to come. Thank you for the call, brother. And next we have the money man has spoken, Rita. Listen, man, this guy's pretty funny. Check him out. Yeah, this is money man has spoken, Rita. Here we go again, man. My last rent wasn't bad enough. Damn, here I come again with one that is really going to make me Oh, okay. Carlton Palmer gets blasted. We sitting here thinking at this time, we know for sure. Carlton Palmer out. Terrell Proud, he has already made a nice play, caught a pass, ran 22 yards, made one of the best linebacker, rookie linebackers in the NFL. Miss. Went for 22 yards. I'm like, okay, let's see what. Terrell Pryor going to do now? Everybody thinking he's going in the game. I know everybody was thinking it. And lo and behold, who jogs off the sideline up on the center? Watch the noodle arm in up, non-prepared as Matt Liner. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? Ooh, okay. I got over that. And I'm like, we seen this guy, he did a little something. And then when you get a little hope that he's going to actually try to keep the team in the game, what happened? Carlson Palmer all over again. Mind them. Boneheaded interception. I'm like, my God. So I'm like, all right, this time now. Let's put Terrell Proud in there. He needs to be evaluated. There's no reason not to put him in at this time. We're not going to win the game. But even so, let's see what the guy can do. 
they stick him in there. He throw the ball down to the three-yard line. And I'm like, okay, let's keep it going. And what the, what happens? They run Matt Liner back in the game all for nothing. We don't even get a touchdown after this. We the three-yard line. That was the ideal situation to have prior at them. I'm like, what are we doing? We stink in the red zone as it is. Why not keep prior out there and see what he can do? And then after the game, he'll come Dennis Allen with his old BS bullshit again about prior not being prepared. Well, hell, he don't never get prepared if you don't let him play. That's just the bottom line. And then this is really to me it's really bordering on racism. I just don't believe he wants Terrell Pryor to be the quarterback here, period. And eventually the players are going to see it. They're going to get tired of this bullshit. They're going to get tired of it, and they're going to quit on it. And with saying that, I'm out. That's how I would describe the offensive coordinator for the Raiders. Mind-numbing. Boneheaded. <laughs> yeah, well, that's how it is, man. And we're going to see Terrell Pryor this week, so we'll get a good look at the kid. But, man, let me tell you, this offensive coaching staff's got to go. Good call, brother. I appreciate it. And next, my good brother from the East, Raider Chris from Scranton, PA. What is up, my brother? Raider Nation, what's going on? It's Raider Chris, Scranton, PA. First off, I want to wish everybody a Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. Uh, now let's get into some real football. And that's not Oakland Raider football either. Uh, they're pathetic. They've, they've, I've given up watching them when we started giving up all those points way back a couple weeks ago. Uh, I told Pennsylvania Raider they're playing for draft picks and, and, that's what it is. I just got done listening to your last podcast, and your first caller was out there pleading, don't get Alex Smith, don't get Alex Smith. Alex Smith is a better quarterback than anybody on our roster, point blank. Everybody wants to see what Terrell Pryor can do. There's a reason why the kid's not out there, because he can't read a playbook. He's, he's slow in the head. He's got legs. Everybody knows that. But let's be real, Terrell Pryor is not the future of this quarterback. Take my word, he's pathetic. He can run. If you're, if you're just looking for a running quarterback, go out and get Tim Tebow. You know what I'm saying? But uh, let's get April here. Let's see what happens at the draft. And uh, hopefully they're smart about it. If they don't trade their pick for more, then hopefully we can go, go, go out there and get a stud player, maybe Manti Teo or you know somebody to his, his level. If they trade down, I think it would be a better idea because we get more options then. And fill out this mess of a team that we have but first and foremost i i agree with the first call we get rid of all these coaches they're they're dennis allen's a joke i don't like the guy at all Knapp, he was a waste tarver he's a waste uh get rid of the whole coaching staff take your pick on what's out there and and start fresh because this, this is nonsense football where we didn't score a touchdown against kansas city are you kidding me like give me a fucking break with that that's just pathetic anyways Guys, enjoy your holiday. Go Raiders, and I'm out like that fat girl in dodgeball. Well, I understand the frustration. Believe me, we're all feeling it. 
We're not going to get rid of Allen. I don't care whether he had a bad season or not because of his contract. He had a four-year contract. But I like Tarver. I do like him. I just think our offensive line coach, special team coach, and offensive line coach got to get Das Boot out of here. If they don't make those changes, there's going to be a lot of empty seats in the Coliseum because the Raider fan is not stupid. We understand what, what it is to be a champion. And as far as the coaching staff goes, too, there's going to be a lot of talent out there in the coaching pool, like I said. Let's dive into that pool and reach and get some diamonds in here so we can get some players to play real football instead of take a nap football. Thanks for the call, brother, and happy holidays to you as well, man. And next, we have the Raiders' edge. <laughs> you know, I love this guy, man. I love his take. What is up, brother? Merry Christmas, Raider Greg and the Raider Nation. It's the Raiders' edge from Buffalo, New York. And yes, it is cold outside. Well, it's like we just relive the same thing every week, man. The Panthers. What else is new? The problems are obvious. Greg Knapp. It's just, it's just, oh, it's just really difficult, you know, just as being a fan, you know, we all know, just watching, you know, watching on TV or watching from the stands and just, and just being able to see the problems as a fan and, you know, you just, and, and the ownership, the management doesn't do anything. Fire the guy. I don't care if there's one game left in the season. Fire him. Let him out of here. Get him out. Get him out. He's got to go. Every week, it's the same story. Greg Knapp offense does not work. I understand continuity and stability with the coaching staff. But I don't want that if the coaching staff sucks ass. And that's what Greg Knapp is. He's the last guy in the world I would want to build my team around. Is Greg Knapp and his ridiculous schemes, whatever the hell it is he tries, his wannabe Houston Texans offense, that's what it is. You know, when he talks in the interviews, he, he, he tries to act like he was the coordinator in Houston too. He tries to act like he was the, like the, the, the mind behind that offense. Give me a break. He's a quarterback coach. It's Gary Kubiak's offense. I mean, Greg Knapp is a fraud. This guy's a joke. He's a position coach, nothing more. Get him out. You know, you look at the team, Jason Tarver, defensive coordinator, the defense is actually showing signs of life. You know, they're progressing. They're showing signs with no talent. There's really no talent on the defensive side of the ball. You know, you got Lamar Houston's good. That's Bryant, maybe Tyvon Branch. That's it. You got a bunch of no-name guys and a bunch of journeymen. And they're actually playing hard. On the offensive side of the ball, you had a top-ten offense with young, explosive players at the skill positions with Moore and Hayward Bay. And then you got a veteran quarterback like Palmer, McFadden, Mike Goodson. I mean, you've got a, a, a potential franchise left tackle in Velvier and Wisniewski. I mean, that offense with that talent, it should just be explosive every week. It should be scoring touchdowns every single week. 
and it's not because of coaching. Greg Knapp's scheme, his system does not fit with this team. It's not Raider football. He's got to go. I believe Dennis Allen should stay. I believe Jason Tyver should stay. But Greg Knapp and his offensive line coach, Frank Pollock from Houston, goodbye. Got to go and take Matt Liner with you. I'm out. Merry Christmas, guys. Well, there you have it. The case has been made many times. I like the way you lay it out, man. This guy is not an offensive mind. He is mindless. And his whole coaching staff must leave. And yes, take Matt Liner with you. <laughs> Classic dude. I love it. And next we have a longtime listener and definitely a longtime caller, my good brother, the Tempest of Tampa, Rada Mike. What is happening, man? Yo, Raider Greg, Raider Mike, Tampa, Florida. Giving you a call in regards to, I guess, the last couple games that I've watched the Kansas City game and the uh, Carolina game, of course. Uh, first, the Kansas City game, um, I think, of course, everybody knows that Greg Knapp needs to be fired and the whole offensive coaching staff needs to be gone because our offense has regressed since it's zone blocking scheme and uh, it's no excuse. I mean, yeah, we put up five field goals, but all those field goals should have probably been touchdowns. We should have blown out Kansas City at least 35 to nothing or at least score three out of five touchdowns. I mean, come on. It's just ridiculous. So Greg Knapp, as we all know, he needs to be gone. And if Dennis Allen doesn't fire him, uh, then, you know, I think next year his job should be on the line. So if he doesn't see the light that every Raider fan or any football person that ha- or any person that has football knowledge, then he's got to go. This is just ridiculous how our offense has regressed. You know, of course, there's some good offensive coordinators out there. Ken Wisenhunt, if he loses his job, I'd take him in Arizona. Andy Reid, Norv Turner, I'd take him back as a coordinator. And there's probably a couple more out there that are better than this, uh, you know, or promote Al Saunders again and put him as the offensive coordinator. They got to do something. And I both and I fault Dennis Allen and Greg Knapp for not putting Terrell Pryor in position to be not ready to be a backup quarterback. I mean, that is their job to do that to make this kid learn the offense and learn. You know, it's not like he's Jamarcus Russell where he's not trying to learn. This kid seems like he wants to learn and wants to be a Raider. They got to you know, you know, put him in situations or put him in practice drills where he can feel like he's the number one starter or a backup or he had to challenge for the backup spot. But until then, you know, we're not going to know what this guy can do because it's their fault. So, as I agree with you, Greg, Greg it's come down to coaching this year. Um, I've listened to a couple of uh, – I listened to Ron Bartell. And Ron Bartell even stated, even though they were depleted by injuries, they still had talent on this team. So, it comes down to coaching. I know we had decimated by injuries, but – there's still a lot of talent on this team, and we should be performing at least at the same at eight and eight as last year, or seven and nine. We shouldn't be looking at a four and twelve record or five and eleven if we win this last game with San Diego. Um, and as far as the Carolina game, again the same thing. Why at this point the game was pretty much over season? Why not just keep Terrell in the game? I mean, he, on that one drive that we scored a field goal and we did get a penalty. 
I mean, he 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 almost got a touchdown. His first, second play of the game, he almost scored a touchdown, uh, threw a touchdown pass to Marcel Reese, just a little short. And then they take him out of the game. Unbelievable. And Matt Leiter was struggling the whole game. So um, Matt Leiter needs to go too because he's he's uh, Greg Knapp's protege, so he needs to get the heck out of there too. So he's got to go. And as far as that Carolina game, I made me one two things made me upset in that game. I see Bruce Campbell that we let go who was an offensive lineman with us, athletic, better than Brazil, and I think, and better than Carlisle, and most of them, almost most of our backups, why is he still not with the team? Why did we trade him? We gave up on him, and that came down to coaching. Here it is, this guy starting for the Carolina Panthers, doing a pretty good job, when all he had to do, all we had to do was give him some time and groom him, and he could have been the starting right guard, left guard, or even, you know, a right tackle. Better than Khalif Barnes, I believe, because he was playing. I believe he was playing right and left. Well, no, he was playing left tackle. But still, he could have been playing right tackle with us because he's athletic. So that pissed me off. And the fact is, Lewis Murphy, I mean, I know he didn't do that much in that game, but, hell, he's better than, I think, Derek Hagan and a couple other receivers that we have. We could have kept him at least. I mean, that's a young guy we gave up on too. So, anyway... Uh, I, that just pissed me off. I guess the Bruce Campbell thing bothered me so much because I see him starting with another team doing well. He could he could at least be playing with us too. But our offensive line blows ass. So anyway, Raider Greg, um, I just think that we need to just wipe clean the offensive coaching staff at this point. Defensive coaches, I guess you can keep them there for another year. They they showed some signs of improvement. Scheme still needs to be a little bit better, I believe, in some respects. But uh, Greg Knapp's got to go in there, you know. And if Dallas Island doesn't get together next year and keeps Greg Knapp, then his job is on the line. And, you know, Reggie McKenzie, he's got to see the light too because some of the choices he's made have been questionable. That You know, uh, as far as cornerbacks that he picked up were questionable. We shouldn't have garbage Ron Bartell and Shante Spencer, a bunch of rejects. We should have never picked them up. Uh, probably could have kept these young guys that we have in now, Adams and you know, hell, I mean, Chimney Chetwalk could have probably played better than those bums. Brazil probably shouldn't have been picked up. We spent all the money for him when we could have kept Bruce Campbell and saved money that way, groomed him. So, anyway, I'm sorry to go on this long rant, Raider Greg, but it's just this Greg Knapp is driving his team into the ground. And Mark Davis, I heard, is very disappointed of what this offensive coaching staff has done. And hopefully he'll step in and, you know, probably won't be like his father, but just let him know that his, he's not happy and, I'll make some changes. So, anyway, Raider Greg, I'll listen to the rest of my Raider buddies out there. And uh, peace out to uh, Raider Money and all the other Raider fans out there. So, talk to you later. Peace. Well, that's what I'm talking about, the Tempest of Tampa. Raider Mike's a very smart Raider fan and a great point being made right here. I don't know. I haven't said much about Reggie McKenzie been kind of let that sit for a while because I want to give the guy a chance, but, man, he's made some pretty bad personnel decisions. For the genius that he's supposed to be, he's pretty much flopped this season. I'm not happy with them getting rid of Murphy. Uh, I think Campbell was a big mistake. Uh, there's a lot of moves that he's made this season that leads me to believe either he was trying to dump the season, or he just don't know what the hell he's doing. But if he don't get rid of Knapp this year, I think his job should be on the line too. 
And uh, on that note, man, I hope this is not a forecast for our future. If it is, it's looking pretty dim. And Mark Davis should turn into his dad and be flipped out and start firing people. And that's it. Appreciate the call, brother. I love it. And next we have Matty Rada from New York. Albany, that is. What is up, my man? Good to hear you. Hey, Raider Nation. It's Matty Raider, Albany, New York, calling in after yet another loss. Uh, just want to put in my two cents here. Um, you know, I was I actually liked the win that we got. I don't care if it was ugly against Kansas City, like I said the last time. Uh, a lot of callers and people are saying, well, it doesn't matter if we lose. It's better for the draft order, but... You know, to echo what another caller said, it matters to me. I'm sick of losing. You know, uh, people are looking forward to the draft. Well, let me ask you something. What has this clusterfuck of an organization showed us anyways to make us believe that the 2013 draft is going to answer our prayers? We're supposed to put our stock in this team for the draft. You know, I, I'm not even going to talk about this last game. This coaching staff is just atrocious. In fact, it's hilarious. Uh, yesterday, Dennis Allen came out and said that uh, Terrell Pryor is not ready to be a backup quarterback. Well, you know what, Dennis? You're not ready to be a head coach. You know, I'm not a fan of Terrell Pryor. But, I mean, put him out there, see what he's got. I mean, it doesn't take a genius to figure that out. I'm just these, – these coaches are just inept. They just need to go. Um, I don't care about consistency. Consistency in what? Losing? What does it matter? Entice a real coach to our team. You know, um, you know, basically, the thing of it is, is that we're dealing with fragile egos. And, I, and I'm calling out Dennis Allen to say that he has one. Because my dream pick for this season was actually Jack Del Rio. Of course, he got picked up by Denver. I think he would have been a great head coach, a defensive uh, head coach. But I don't think Dennis Allen or even Reggie McKenzie can handle a strong personality um, as far as a coaching staff. So we'll be left with these ballless soccer coaches we got now who don't want to ruffle feathers. It's just unbelievable. Some of these names that are going to be out there, Romeo Cornell, the outstanding defensive coordinator, we're not going to get him. He's going to overshadow Dennis Allen. He can't take that. North Turner, uh, I, I agree. He would be a good uh, old coordinator, but he, he, Dennis Allen's not going to take somebody like that. We just, just forget about it. We're going to be stuck with the same sack of coaches, man. Well, let me tell you something. Last week, Ray Greg said, email Mark Davis. Well, I did it this morning. If I get a response, I'm going to post it on the forum. But I basically said, you need to step in and shit can these coaches. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I'm so fucking tired of losing, man. Now that is the voice of the Raider Nation right there. Matty Raider, you're not alone, man. We're all feeling that way. And yes, I agree 100%. Consistency in losing? Bullshit. I don't think we should have consistency in losing because that's what we've had. Tim Brown with us on a Raiders Friday. Looking at the Raiders next year. 
both the coordinator's jobs may be in jeopardy. Rod was explaining this to me. I mean, how much when you make that decision of whether to bring those guys back, do you have to consider continuity? Because if you make a switch, that'll be how many how many changes over the last few years, Rod? Well, it'd be several defensive coordinators and offense coordinator to be the third in four years. So how much do you have to factor that in when you're Mr. Davis or, or, or Reggie McKenzie making that decision? Tim. Yeah, you know, I, I think that is a, a big part of, uh, of, of, like you said, the continuity part of, of what they're trying to establish. I mean, if if for sure they think Greg Knapp can't get it done, then they need to go ahead and, and get him out of there. But, um, you know, at the same time, you know, from what I was told at the beginning of the year, this wasn't about the coaches, it was about the players and, and really not having the guys in place because they weren't able to go out and really uh, dibble and dabble in the free agency market because of lack of cash. And, and and that was going to be the big thing this off season is to um, is to go and get some players and then let's see what the system looks like with those players and um, so you know you, you don't want to get into this uh, this uh, revolving door thing with uh, with coaches because uh, man that can be difficult when you learn in these different systems I went through one one uh, stage in my career with the Raiders where we had like seven offensive coordinators in 10 years, you know, and um, so that makes it very difficult to, to really be, you know, consistent on on, uh, on your play calling and, and your play, your route running, all that kind of stuff, man. So I think they really need to think this through. And uh, But, you know, if a guy, if they think a guy's not getting it done, then absolutely they need to get rid of him. Tim, who, who would you blame then for this year? I mean, you look at the teams the last couple of years, last year, you know, a game out of going to the postseason a year year before that. You know, they're eight and eight. They finish five hundred. And this year, you know, four and eleven. If they win the last game, you know, they'll win six games in a year or five games in a year. And so, who was to blame? I mean, it's really the same team outside of who Dennis Allen and Reggie McKenzie want to get rid of. So, do you blame the players or do you blame? the front office, or not the front office, but the coaches? Well, you know, what, what I would say, Rod, is, you know, you have to blame the fact that they 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 didn't get a chance to work together in, in the offense, that is, didn't get a chance to work together in, in preseason because all the receivers were hurt. You had guys, they were bringing guys in and out, in and out, and, you know, uh, you know better than, than me, almost, that, you know, if you can't get some kind of rhythm with your quarterback in training camp is very difficult to get that done during the season because guys are banged up and you got to get ready for a game. You game plan and you don't have time to work on those extra routes and do those kind of things. So you, you, you couple that with the fact that McFadden was out for six, seven, eight games, whatever it was. So you have no continuity with your running game. Um, you know, so if you're going to blame it on anything, I think you have to blame it on the injury bug. I knew because, well, I believed anyway that this was going to be a tough year for the Raiders. Um, you know, I said, you know, privately to a lot of folks, if they win a game this year, it'd be it'd be great season for them. Uh, well, when you lose McFadden and you don't have the continuity with your receivers and the and and the quarterback, then that that makes it very difficult to go out and play good offensive ball. Defensively, we played well early on and sort of fell off at the end. So, you know, I, I think you know it, it's really a, a, a whole bunch of stuff here. But I don't think there's any blame really to you know you got the injury bug, you got this, you got that. But it's just that turnover, man. Rod, this is what I've been saying, and these guys would vouch for that. You got a new coach, you got a new ownership, you got new players. To me, that sounds like a new franchise, brother. Franchise and, team, almost. And, and what what new franchise has ever came into the league and lit it up the first year or two? Expansion this team. is going to take time. Carolina, and I think everybody has to be Jacksonville. You know, 
Carolina and Jacksonville did it. <laughs> they did. They did. Not the first year. Second year, I think. Well, it was the yeah, second year. A couple years, yeah. But know. I mean, but I, I know you, you're thinking it as a new franchise. But I mean, in all sincerity, it's not. I mean, because it, right, it's, it's, it's a long you got, history. You got new ownership. You got new coaches. Well, it's not really new ownership because Mark has deferred to Mark Reggie. Was, Mark, now you know Mark had nothing to do with the ownership before. I, I know that. I know that. But it, but my point my point is, and this is what I said all year about the Raiders is that virtually it's the same team. I give them a buy because they didn't have the draft picks, and I give them a buy because they didn't have the salary cap to dibble-dabble the way they wanted to. But now, I don't give them a buy, and I don't think anybody can give them a buy, Tim, for keeping the guys they kept, giving the money to the guys they gave money to, letting guys go who they let go. That's Reggie McKenzie and Dennis Allen's decisions at the, end, at the beginning of the year. Yeah, they didn't have, you know, they didn't get to work with the receivers, but that happens at every fo- football team. You got to find a way to overcome that. Now, you know, you can't give them a bye for the way they performed week in and week out. There was a couple games here and there where they played halfway decent, and we thought we, we saw some glimmer of hope, and then they turned back around and they played porous the next week. So, you know, I, I feel what you're saying with Mark, because Mark is not his dad. Obviously, uh, I think Mark understands more about football today sure. than he did back in, you know, July. Right, right, right. You know, but if you look at Dennis and Reggie, I think you don't hunt them, you don't put them over the fire right now. But I think since they will have a little money to spend in free agency, the key is, and that's what we said the last couple of days, is what does Mark and what does Reggie do? Do they stay status quo with all the coaches? What moves do they do make? You know, what players? Oh, how about this? What players do you think they need, Tim? Then, because I think they need a lot. Yeah, but oh, you know, no you doubt. got a quarterback no that's thirty. He's going to be thirty-four-ish next year. Do you stay with him? Do you look for a young quarterback? Do you find some pass rushers? Do you need more receivers? You know, where do you go? More corners, safeties. I mean, where do you go with this football team? Well, I mean, when you look at the the team, and obviously there's there's somebody needed at every position. You know, I I think the one mistake they made, and I don't know what the, uh, uh, you know, what the dirty details was with the situation, but letting letting Bush go, I, I thought was a big mistake. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially when you know that McFadden hadn't really played a, a full season since he'd been in the league, and this is a guy who obviously carried the load for for the team once uh, once he went down last year. So. Um, but no, man. I mean, you know, I mean, you have you have uh, you know the two quarterbacks there, plus the the young kid from from uh, from Ohio State. You got the young receivers. Uh, you got a tight end who is okay. You know, I mean, you got the the offensive line. But can all those positions be improved? Absolutely. Now, because of the money they have locked up with Palmer, that's not that may not be an area that they're going to be looking at touching. But certainly, they got to get somebody in to back up. Uh, Goodson was okay, but he's not. McFadden, and you need somebody who, if you're going to run that type of offense, you got to have a guy, you know, who's a bigger guy who can carry the load once uh, McFadden goes down, or if he goes down again. So, uh, receivers—they're just young guys. You know, I think they're talented. They're just young guys, and they have to learn how to play. You know, what what killed me about these guys this year was, you know, they catch a pass, man, they roll on the ground, run like, oh, you know, and they're getting <laughs> up and they put their hand up. It's like, come on, man, you know, two <laughs> plays football. and take me out. You know, yeah, right. You know, look, the one thing I never want to show you was that I was tired or that I was hurt because if I was if if I 
showed you that, then you were going to take advantage of it. And, and, and that's what these young guys don't understand. You know, they're looking for a, a reason to come out the game, man. And you have to, if you're going to be something in this league, you have to, you have to prove it on the field. You can't prove it in the locker room and talking and all that kind of stuff. Down in and down out, you got to prove it then. So, um, you know, defensively, man, you know, I, I, I just think they're, they're, you know, you can speak to this better than I can, Rod, but the, the secondary was just atrocious this year. I mean, and that's because you lose guys and, and all that kind of stuff, injuries and all that. But, uh, some kind of way you got to have a guy over there that you can depend on, and I, I don't think they had that in the secondary this year. All right. Thank you very much, Tim. We appreciate it. Be good, guys. As far as I'm concerned, Dennis Allen has one more year. I would give Reggie McKenzie one more year to figure it out. And if they don't pick up a coach, offensive coach for our offense, then they are going to be looking at an empty stadium Because I'll tell you right now, I will not purchase one fucking ticket for this bullshit again next season. Because, really, it doesn't matter what the players are. They're not being coached. And that's the bullshit of this season. And I think if they listen to the fans like they should, they better get it straight. Because it's going to be one empty house up in there. Man, just relax. It'll get better. It might not be sooner than later, but it will get better. It has to. Well, Ritter Nation, on that note, we're going to call this a show. And I know it hasn't been a good season. hasn't been a great season. It's been less than mediocre. We'll be talking about how we can change things and what has to happen here next week. Talk about the Charger game. And then we will see the direction this team is headed in because I'm going to tell you, if they're worried about consistency, then they should worry about the consistency of the Raider fan buying season tickets because they're going to lose that freaking consistency if they stay on this path. With that, I am Raider Greg, and I am out.